0: Three, two, one, and we are back. And this is part two. We are talking about how to recession-proof your real estate practice, whether it be an individual agent, a medium-sized brokerage or a team, or of course, some of the massive mega teams that we are attracting presently to our eXp Realty Group. Speaking of which, if you are looking for a sponsor who will be very, very proactive in your success at eXp, not just selling real estate, but also attracting other agents to your group please do consider Julie and I. Yes, we are formally applying for the job of being your EXP Realty Sponsor. Please text me directly at 512-758-0206, 512-758-0206. Julie, without any further delay,
1: point number six. Yes, this is part two of our multi-part series. Point number six, use our 12-week seller communication plan to talk with all active sellers weekly, even when, or especially when you don't want to. Do what you don't wanna do when you don't wanna do it at the highest level possible. Stop expecting 20 offers in 20 seconds on every listing. Know how to get longer listing contracts signed. Know how to maintain that relationship so that you can be the listing agent when it actually sells and closes. Related to that, if you're not using our proven pre-listing package yet, you are not competitive. These things work hand in hand in making you a better communicator with that seller when it doesn't sell in 22 seconds flat.
0: So the summary of what the 12-week seller communication plan is, and by the way, what happens if it takes 13 weeks to sell the house, you just, you know, start over again? Basically. But really, what it is, is we're telling you what to say and how to say it every time you call the seller. And I did mine when I was selling real estate, and Julie and I both actually on Fridays. You can do them any day you want. The key is you personally call them. And again, I know, because we sold real estate, That's going to create some possible headwinds to your relationship with the seller if they are going to start putting demands on you. That's the reason that your success selling listings, especially in a market like this, start before you take the listing and setting realistic expectations. And then when you are calling the seller weekly to give them feedback, to let them know market conditions and updated CMA, or just sometimes just to make sure everything's on track and just, you know, what you're doing is staying in front of them. You will find that they super appreciate the fact that you are doing a great job communicating with them. And here's the other thing. I know this is counterintuitive, but this will happen to all of you, hopefully, if you follow our Mm -hmm. coaching here, is you will start picking up listing leads from that seller because the seller is talking to their neighbor who also has their house listed with another agent. And that other agent is not calling the seller on a regular basis, their neighbor, you know, and giving them updates on what's going on in the market. You are, your sellers, proud of the choice they made listing with you. And guess what's going to happen when the neighbor's house expires?
1: Yes, that's right. Instead of living in fear of them, talk to them regularly <laughs> so they can promote you. Turn that ship around, right? Yep.
0: And we do tell you what to say and how to say yes. it. And we do you know, set the stage up so you can be continuously successful selling listings in this market. And that's included in Premier Coaching. Julie, point number seven.
1: Point number seven, become outrageously proactive with your lead generation. You need more conversations with more sources of business to find truly motivated prospects, especially seller prospects. People move because of their own circumstances, not because of the market, especially when there's uncertainty. Even when we were in the depths of the housing crash with 4 million active listings, people were buying and selling and closing every day. But it was because of their circumstances. There are people that will move in spite of the market, in spite of interest rates, in spite of recession. Doesn't matter because they need to move. I'm
0: going to add an ancillary point to that. It's about pre-qualifying. So if you were to have asked Julie and I say 18 months ago uh, about you know whether you should take a listing or not, the answer was always yes. Tim and Julie, the house smells like you know, uh, you know, <laughs> horrible. Something. Horrible anything. Thing. Really. I know. I was just thinking about all the funny calls we got like that. <laughs> yeah. People had their. Um, what was the pony story you like to tell? I
1: know the uh, emotional support pony. Yeah, exactly. With its, the manure that came with it.
0: Right, and you know, the, some of the houses that shouldn't have sold were selling. So back in the day, right. <laughs> The golden era of being a listing agent you would your job was to list anything pretty much at any price no matter what the condition or location was
1: because all it had to do is be available
0: and it would sell with multiple offers so again a lot of you were spoiled without knowing it and now you're having to be more selective on who or at least a little bit more i think informed about the sellers you're taking on and even the buyers So obviously we teach you how to work with buyers uh in our coaching program as well. But on the seller side of things, it really is important to know what the seller's motivation is. You were, I listened in on a coaching call you did yesterday or the day before, and you were talking to—I'm not sure who—but it was somebody who you told your coaching client not to take the listing or to be super cautious and set up sort of guardrails for the, you know, the relationship mm-hmm. with the seller. And the agent didn't listen to your advice and now was suffering the, pa- the, the pain. Well, that's of that. right
1: because she was trying to force a transaction where the sellers were not cooperative and they went, weren't motivated. They weren't motivated because when you are motivated, you take different action. You're asking your agent, what do I need to do to get this sold? What kind of, you know, maybe I do want to give some concessions. Let's counter offer. How can we keep this in contract? Well, these sellers were not acting that way. So now to your point, you do have to be much more careful with your prequalification because it is the sellers who have to move, not just want to move, not just want to move if they get their aspirational price, who are actually going to sell in a transitioning market. And that's
0: really the bottom line. And really, once you know somebody's motivation and it's there's a scripted way to go about it obviously we teach you to do that in the coaching program once you know they have to sell, once you know when they have to sell a buy, mm-hmm. you pretty much have a guaranteed successful listing there. You're going to be successful because if you know that seller has to sell because they're getting relocated and there's other extenuating circumstances that it makes it more advantageous for them to get rid of the house and they have to do it within 90 days, that puts you in an amazing position of power. Whereas mm-hmm. given that example that Julie just said, if the seller, frankly, could just rent it or stay put or there's nothing really, you know, making them truly motivated to sell sell they're going to overprice it they're probably going to be ornery about condition and location Mm -hmm. they're not going to be willing to position the house correctly in the market to reflect the buyer's expectations now here's the cautionary tale some of you will overqualify Some of you will talk yourselves out of listings and be proud of the fact that you didn't take a listing because the seller wouldn't this or the other thing. And then somebody else will take the listing and somebody else
1: will get the listing sold and somebody else will get paid. 100% because you didn't use a pre-qualification script. You winged it. 100% because you didn't ask questions like, well, what happens if you don't get your price? Right? Because some sellers will say, well, I mean, I guess if we don't get X... I would consider selling it for as low as blank. And if blank is market price, then that's probably still a good listing. But if you don't ask those questions and you over pre qualify and cancel the appointment, Agents will use that as a badge of honor. They'll be like, I canceled that appointment because they were just so overpriced. Well, maybe they were, maybe they weren't. You need to have good scripted questions to really get to the nitty gritty and make better decisions.
0: And sometimes you'll rationalize your lack of skill, Mm -hmm. Uh, you'll blame it on the seller. And the reality of it is, it's your lack of skill. So we do suggest you are taking most of the listings you have an opportunity to take. But we will also suggest you absolutely need to know the seller's motivation because that sets up all of the future conversations you have with them if you indeed need to reposition the house on the market, also known as lowering the price. Mm -hmm. But if you don't know that because you did not take a scripted approach, because you were afraid that the seller would somehow take all the things that bounce around in your head, then don't be surprised when the listing you take that you think for sure is going to sell doesn't sell and the and the seller ends up firing you. And again, I'm not I'm just trying to be really brutally honest with you and because this is the opportunity for agents that are willing this is the opportunity the best opportunity to be a listing agent at least the last decade for those that are willing to take a skills-based approach. Listings will not sell themselves now for the most part. Sellers are going to be very selective on who they list with, especially sellers who are failed sellers, expired sellers. You're going to be a have a huge advantage, not because of how many people like your your TikToks and follow you on Twitter and do all the rest of it, but because you have the skills to actually get the property sold. And in a marketplace like this, when you do, you will pick up listings from referrals from past previous clients who you are successful with, and some of the best listings you'll ever take. For the sake of future referrals, are going to be expired and for sale by owners. It's true. If Fisbos for sure, you'll be again. I I think back to all of you who tried Fisbos, quote unquote, uh, during the seller's market, and the Fisbos were able to sell it themselves, and you know the numbers made sense. That ain't happening now. So if you're thinking that, well, you know Fisbos didn't work before, they were not work now. Wrong. If you're thinking, well, why would I want to list a house uh, that didn't sell before? It's because of all kinds of things that have everything to do with the previous agent's lack of um, skill. But also it could have been that the seller at the time wasn't as motivated as they are now. So, for example, Mm -hmm. let's say the seller had to sell the house within six months. The last listing agent only put a 90-day listing out there. Oops. Oops. Okay. So the seller wasn't that motivated for the first 90 days, but the second 90 days leading up to the six months, right? (laughs) They're super motivated. And that's when you have the listing. Remember, we gave you the super secret, you know, (laughs) of being a listing agent. The the absolute must know secret of being a successful listing agent is having the listing when it sells. So don't forget that. That's
1: right. And it's so common because we hear these, you know, stories from coaching clients all the time when they're victorious taking those expireds. The, the expired, especially if it's a second expired, but many of the first time expireds will say, just tell me what to do 100%. to get it sold. Because who expects their home to not sell? Yep. Nobody. They are much more coachable, much more flexible. The ones that have to sell, the ones that don't have to sell, might take it off the market.
0: Now, for those of you who are listing real estate, and we have a lot of coaching clients who have been with us for decades, frankly, who are listing some of the most expensive real estate in the United States, I'm going to, and if you're new in this, you're just starting to dip your toe into that uh, ultra high-end market or even the high-end market, Don't be surprised when the sellers, even with motivation, are willing to lease the properties and take them off the market. So there's nuanced approaches depending on your market, depending on the seller's motivation. This all comes uh, down to skill. Now, you can gain your skill through experience, which takes a lot of time and costs you a lot of money. Or you can gain your skill from actually having taken the time to learn what to say and how to do it and identify different sellers based on, frankly, the questions you're going to have answered when you pre-qualify them. We teach you all that stuff and about a thousand times more in Premier Coaching. And the best part is you can join Premier Coaching right now for free. Just text the word PREMIER to 47372. Text the word PREMIER to 47372. Or just go to premiercoaching.com. And yes, 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 that does include a daily semi-private coaching call. Text the word PREMIER to 47372. Or if you want to take the shortcut, just go over to premiercoaching.com. Remember, when texting, message and data rates may apply. Julie, we are on point number Eight. eight. Go ahead. Point
1: number eight. Top lead sources should include, but not be limited to your center of influence and past client database, expireds, withdrawn listings, and temporarily off-the-market properties, unrepresented owners, those are for sale by owners, uh, absentee owners, probate, and new construction salespeople. Now that is the definition of multiple spokes. We've done podcasts talking about your spokes of business. If you are only concentrating on one or two, and I have to say, those of you who have been very dependent on the flow of uh, past clients, repeat and referral, which has been most of the hot sellers market, you guys are in the most danger because sure. people who are, the people are not moving for fun anymore. People are not moving for guaranteed profit anymore. Rates are higher. It's not as easy to sell a home. You know, it, it, you're not guaranteed. So you've got to work more than one spoke of business. So two
0: thoughts. Absentee owners include short-term rentals. A lot of those owners... Because of the nature of the recession, they're not going to be running out as frequently. So the math probably doesn't make sense. You'll be surprised how frequently those guys are going to be open to receptive to listing the properties. And best part is they give you all their information when you go to VRPO, right? You can even see the rental history of the property. We did a drill down. We did two weeks uh, talking about uh, lead sources. It was, uh, I think, the first week of January, you and I did the top 30 worst to best lead generation sources for real estate agents. Mm -hmm. If you guys not have, if you've not listened to that, I think it was a five day series. Go back and listen to that. It was one of our most downloaded, listened to viewed podcast series we've ever done. doesn't surprise me. So we ended up doing, I think 32 or 33 from the worst to the best lead generation sources. Um, that's not what today's show is about, but make sure you go back and listen to that. You'll mm. easily find it on YouTube or obviously if you're on iTunes, just scroll down and you'll find it. Um, what would it be? Maybe 10 shows ago. Yes. All right. Next point, Julie.
1: Point number nine, be very clear about which buyers are both motivated and qualified to actually buy. Mm. Remember that no buyer actually has to buy. They have options, live with mom and dad, live with kids, live in corporate housing, don't move at all, and a rent in general. Buyers all have those options. Buyers always have more options than the sellers do. So speak with their lenders. I know you haven't had to do that for a while. Speak with their lenders when they're financed and be sure that proof of uh, funds letters state where the cash is coming from. Learn more about mortgage options other than the traditional 30-year fixed. All of those options and buy downs and rate buy downs, those have come back to the market You have to know about that. And, you know, it's possible to be a buyer who's really motivated, but no longer qualified.
0: Well, so this goes back to sort of a real estate 101. Like if you guys have to choose what you're going to work with, a buyer or a seller, if you have to choose where to spend your best energies, you're always going to choose a seller. And just, you know, here's the bottom line reason why. There are sellers out there, and this is what we focus on primarily in the coaching program, that absolutely positively have to transact. For example, Julie
1: sellers who have to sell, they got relocated, they've got a divorce decree, they haven't seen their upstairs in two years, they've got a downsize, you know, they can't keep up on repairs. Something, in other words, something bad's gonna happen if they don't sell. And the best ones are when it's not really up to them anymore to sell.
0: Right. So that's it. There are sellers that absolutely positively have to sell. And when you're pre-qualifying them, you're gonna read our script and you're gonna ask them the questions. And you know, our scripts are designed initially for you to memorize, then internalize. And then we want you to personalize. So we don't want you to just take our scripts and wing it and do your own thing. Yeah. All of our scripts, the questions are written in a specific order. And once you read through it, especially with a you know client, you're pre, a pre-qualifying on the other side of it, you will see that we were, uh, frankly, masterful in the order in which we've written the questions. If you skip question two when you get to question six, question six will have no value. All these questions ebb and flow. Because we know most sellers, I mean, I would say 50% of sellers are going to be sheepish about telling you what their motivation is because they think that's going to put them in a disadvantage. So what we're doing is we're showing you through a scripted way of getting that motivation. So here's the thing, bottom line, there are sellers that absolutely positively have to sell, have to sell sellers. That should be very clear. Julie just gave you an abbreviated list. No such thing as a buyer that has to buy. No such thing as a buyer. They can't just stay put, stay in the house they're in, stay renting. Some of you are saying, oh. What I about get the it.
1: 1031 exchange?
0: Right. Well, the 1031 exchange, they can just pay the taxes, yeah. right? And maybe they're taking a loss. You don't know. But there's no such thing as a buyer that has to buy. There are always going to be sellers that have to sell. So if you have to choose where to spend your time and you want to, you know, get paid, doesn't it make sense that you're going to focus your efforts on working with the types of clients that will most likely, like 90% chance... Uh, result in you getting paid. Makes sense, right? And here's what happens again in markets like this. Market interest rates go up, interest rates go down. This happens, that happens. Buyers worried about their job, whatever, whatever. All sorts of uh, emotional, you know, things, headwinds will face, will force sellers, I'm sorry, buyers oftentimes I'm going to wait. How many times have you guys heard that, right? I'm going to wait six months. I'm going to wait until pigs fly. I'm going to wait until this happens. I'm going to wait until I get my promotion. Till rates
1: come down, till prices come down, till there's a housing crash.
0: I read on CNBC that there's going to be a, you know, prices are going to drop or whatever, whatever they take themselves out of the market. You now have six buyers and you know, for sure, four of them are going to close and you have referral fees because you're paying Zillow for all these leads and all of them go away. That's the problem with being having a buyer dependent business. Be very clear on that. So when it came down to the number of leads you have to have to the previous point, you want to take a listing, we teach you in the coaching program to make it so for every ideally five to seven contacts you make, conversations with decision-making adults, results in a listing appointment. That listing appointment, we coach you up to the point where you are taking virtually every single one. If you follow the process, if you pre-qualify them, you're going to have a nine times out of 10, you're going to take the listing. We have created a system for you to simply follow. Do not waste time, especially in a market like this, trying to figure it out, trying to learn on the job. It's too expensive. We're going to teach you how to pre. So, what are the steps in listing homes? Right? You got to create the lead. You know, lead generate, proactively lead generate, or even passively, but create the lead. You have to pre-qualify. You have to present. You have to negotiate. And you have to close. Those are the five steps. But what we do, and we've created for all of you as part of Premier Coaching, is essentially shortcuts to moving forward in that process quicker reducing the likelihood of you experiencing anything other than success. We wrote you scripts on how to lead generate. We've written you scripts on how to pre-qualify. We've designed a pre-listing pack that you can use that you get with Premier Coaching that's going to allow you to essentially the, pre- the pre-listing pack acts as your silent salesperson before you get to the seller's house. They're going to have read the pre-listing pack. It's going to answer all the questions about commission and market conditions and why list with you and what you're going to do to get the household, internet marketing, print marketing, your brokerage, you know, all that Handling stuff objections. Exactly. It's all there. So when you give it to them along with some other things in the pre-listing pack, they'll read it before you get get there. And all the questions that you live in fear of ever being asked of you are already resolved prior to you getting there. That is the importance of following a proven system. So then when you're at the seller's house, the listing presentation, when you follow our listing presentation, maybe we'll take a half hour. You can usually get it done in about 20 minutes because all of the questions have been answered prior to you getting there. That is a professional sales approach. That is what you need to employ immediately. And we've made it easy for you. Just text the word PREMIER to 47372 or just go to premiercoaching.com. Remember when texting, message and data rates may apply. Next point, Julie. Yes,
1: our last point today is number 10. Keep your powder dry so that you can invest when you see the best opportunities. With more inventory comes more choices and eventually more moderate prices, or at least not having to compete and waive everything, monitor your credit score, save at least 10% from each commission, and get yourself pre-approved as an investor so that you can pounce when it's time.
0: And what you'll see are the properties that are kind of the dingy properties that were selling before will not sell. And those are sometimes, I mean, dingy isn't always dingy in the literal sense. Dingy sometimes is in the, maybe the houses, somebody passed away. And somebody inherited the property that's out of state, and they don't want to screw around with it. They will. You get in contact with them. Maybe they're absentee owners or whatever, or maybe you get them from um, probate, and you call them, and they're going to say, "Listen, I do not want to mess around with anything. What's the house worth?" And you tell them two fifty. And they'll say, what would be the 30-day price? Or what will it take for me to get this property sold quickly? And you could say, well, listen, I could purchase the house if it doesn't sell within 30 days. By the way, this is how Julie and I purchased a lot of our properties. We did a guaranteed home sale program. And yes, we want you doing that. And yes, we teach you how to do that in the coaching program.
1: And yes, you also have express offers if you're an EXP agent.
0: That's right. And so you will be able to offer the seller alternatives to retailing the property. Uh, Some of our best properties... The sellers would call because they were interested in the guaranteed home sale. And the reason, the way the guaranteed home sale works, is if you are moving up to a house, you know, sellers moving up to a property that we had listed, we would guarantee the sale of their current property in 90 days or less, or we would buy it. Now, we would get calls out from people like I just described, who just wanted to buy us to buy the house, and we would get calls from sellers who had great retail houses. I mean, one of our B12 listings is like that. Yep. Our home, you know, mm-hmm. rental properties. And we'd go out there, and they'd say, "Listen, I just want to sell the house. I want to be in my new job in you know sixty days. I don't have to clean. I don't have to paint. I don't have to deal I, with. I don't them.
1: want to suffer through showings.
0: Exactly. And so, what would be my now price? And you can make them an offer, guys. Believe it or not, seventy-five cents on the dollar, eighty cents on the dollar, and they'll take it. Now, here's how you can create your down payment. You list the property. You pay yourself a commission that's equivalent to whatever the down payment would be. All of this is legal, by the way. And then you can take that, uh, once that thing, you know, you you apply for the mortgage, you show your down payment is coming from the transaction, the house appraises, you're rolling your commission in, the seller basically is getting what they want, and you now can buy their house in essence with no money down.
1: And they love you because you did it hassle-free and you also, by the way, made them a non-contingent buyer, which you might also represent on their purchase. So Or, that or double, not. Yeah. You know, I mean, maybe side. you want to
0: buy it and keep it as a rental, mm-hmm. or maybe you want to buy it and fix it up yourself and flip it. This is how you create wealth because of this market. You guys see the difference? Whatever ha- what happened to all those high buyers?
1: Poof. <laughs> Poof. Yeah, and you know, this is becoming something that's really bubbling up because days in the market is stretching out. Sellers don't want the hassle. They don't want the stress of it. So a lot of our listeners are wondering, well, why would a seller take something that's, you know, 10 or 20% less than what they could get on the open market because they don't have the time or the impetus to deal with it. I hear about this from a lot of our coaching clients that use the guaranteed home sale. Where they, you know, a house will come in at four hundred. They'll make an offer at three sixty. Why would somebody take that? Because they want to move tomorrow. They don't want to deal with all of this.
0: Or maybe they've been watching too much CNN. Or maybe they're believing that the sky is falling Mm -hmm. and prices of homes are going to be like fifty cents and you know whatever. Who knows? You you do want to do this ethically. You obviously want to explain. You know, sometimes, for example, when Julie and I would do deals like this. We wouldn't actually list the property because that would create an agency relationship. We would just write a purchase contract and in the purchase contract, we would work in the commission, do something like that. These are all the things that once you learn how to do it, you can actually, again, create opportunity and create wealth for yourself because of this market. It's exciting. We are more excited, frankly, to be in the coaching and training space than we've been in 15 years. Well, there's so much more opportunity. It's so much more interesting I mean oh my gosh okay here's here's what it was the last 15 years right you want to do this you you know passively generation passively generation you want to call the three expired to pop up now go to your MLS guys look to see how many expireds there have been in the last 30 or 60 days all of those sellers 90% of all expires relist and sell within 180 days. Relist and sell within 180 days. And traditionally, most of them have relisted with the previous listing agent because you did not call them and give them an alternative. We teach you how to do that in Premier Coaching. Be excited because of this market. Do not worry what the interest rates are. Do not worry what the political this is do not worry about this or the other thing. Do not look for things. Remove the word worry from your life. If you're feeling any kind of fear and consternation, any kind of worry, you need to disassociate yourself with the people and the things, change your environment that are causing you not to feel optimistic, not even cautiously optimistic. Be optimistic. This is your market. This is what you've been waiting for. You just don't know it. Hopefully, you know it now. Anything else you'd like to say, well, guys? I'm excited,
1: too, because everywhere you look is more opportunity. There are more for sale by owners, but they are giving up faster. There are definitely more expireds because, as one of our friends last weekend said, A lot of agents didn't get the memo that the market has changed. (laughs) That's right. You know, and they're still doing 60 or 90 day listing agreements. There's more expires, withdrawals, et cetera. There is opportunity everywhere, but you must embrace it.
0: That's right. So listen, guys, we're going to pick up on part three tomorrow. Thank you for giving us such great feedback on this series. And this is all about how to recession proof your real estate business. And by the way, your personal life as well. Thank you for keeping this number one. Listen to daily podcast for real estate professionals. Now, please do like and subscribe the podcast even better. Share the show with other people Uh, other agents uh, that you want to see thrive because of this market. We love providing this information to you, but what we really, really, truly love is when we hear back from you that you guys are having success with the information you learn from this podcast. So please do share your positive feedback on iTunes with a five-star review. We always appreciate that. You guys have a fantastic day. We'll talk with you on the show tomorrow.